Hello, welcome to Political Talk, the podcast where we want the truth, need the truth, and desperately seek the truth. For far too long, we've been led astray by news organizations that push their own agenda. The only agenda here is our agenda, the people's agenda. If you're tired of being told what to think, who to hate, then join me on this journey. Shall we begin? The other day, I'm online, and I'm going through my Facebook, and I'm just reading people's comments, reading news stories, conservative, liberal, just get, trying to get a sense of what's going on in the world. And I come across Senator Ron Johnson. Now, being from Wisconsin, Senator Ron Johnson is my senior senator. Tammy Baldwin is the junior senator. And I looked at Johnson, and I'm, I look at the polls, and here's a man that possibly could win re-election. And so I did something I normally don't do. I said, I don't see how anyone could vote for this guy when he just tells us the election was robbed, Trump won, and it was all rigged. And it just, you know, and I got feedback because being conservative, a lot of people heat me up because a lot of people are still bought into this fact that Trump won, the election was stolen. What drove me crazy is we have people, elected officials, who refuse to show leadership, who refuse to tell the mob what they don't want to hear. To say the election was correct. The election was done right. Trump lost the election. But Senator Ron Johnson played in. He didn't show leadership. He let the mob lead him. That's a problem with elected officials. You know, leadership is telling people things they don't want to hear. They bought into this concept of a stolen election because they were what? In their cyclones. They were watching Fox News. They were watching Newsmax. They were watching all these conservative things, listening to all these conservative voices who kept telling them something deep down that they wanted to hear. And when election day came and the results were laid out, what they were told did not come to tuition. So deep down, of course, they, they had to believe that it had to be false. Trump, no way Trump could have won. Trump could have lost. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, I remember 2016, that year, looking at the polls every single morning. And what the polls told me was Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president. Because up until then, my lifetime, the polls had never been wrong. The polls had always been right. When the polls told you so-and-so was going to win, you believed so-and-so was going to win. But what we did not account for was what? That Trump factor, that Trump vote. So on election night, you got to believe I was shocked when what? Hillary Clinton lost the race. You know, but as much as I was shocked, I accepted it. My friends accepted it. My other friends were happy. But we accepted it because guess what? We accepted the results of an election. And Hillary Clinton, to her detriment, she showed leadership when she was graceful in defeat.
I look at Ron Johnson and I want to say, why? Why are you letting the mob run you? We have elected officials who are too scared, too scared to tell the truth because all they want is to keep their job. Leadership, leadership. Leadership is steady, steady as she goes. You know, Trump showed leadership because he got people to do things they normally wouldn't do. Trump had something that others did not. You know, Obama had it, Clinton had it. You could say Bush maybe had it. These individuals had something that when they spoke, you listened. When they spoke, you did what they wanted you to do. Trump had it more than the others. That's a form of leadership. You know, speaking to a crowd and rallying them up, pulling something out of them that is there and making them believe they can do it. Look at January 6th. Look at 2016. If you look at Trump's presidency, he showed leadership. Maybe not the leadership that you wanted to see, but he showed it because his followers were willing to do anything for this man. His followers were willing to believe anything he said. The mob did not run Trump. Trump ran the mob. You could say, well, what about Obama? Obama, he showed leadership. He, his leadership was in a way of inspiring you, making you believe you were better than you were. And that inspiration got you to elect him. People say he was elected because he was the first black president. No, it was leadership. He made you believe in yourself. He made you believe in another tomorrow. He was, you could say, our generation's JFK. But he showed leadership. Bush, 9-11. He was a guy that came into office in, you know, questionable circumstances. But when 9-11 hit and the Democrats and Republicans came together, Trump, I mean, Bush showed leadership right then and there. He rallied the nation because he knew what he had to do. He needed to show leadership. So as we get close to election day, and we get ready to decide who we are about to vote for. We need to vote for the people who are going to show leadership. Why are we going to vote for candidates who are want to be led by the mob? Wouldn't it be great if we had a Congress to tell people, no, this is the truth. You know, we have politicians who are scared to do that because guess what? They are scared if they speak the truth, they could lose their job. But could you imagine if they spoke the truth and they truly explained it? You would get respect. You would get maybe not 
you would get some independents. You would get maybe some Democrats who are dis, you know, not happy with the status quo on their side. You would get people to come over because you are telling the truth. That's showing leadership. That's showing a steady hand at the wheel. I look at Ron Johnson. Here's a guy that has not shown leadership. He has let the mob run him, lead him. Wouldn't it be great if I had a senator that told the mob, no, this is the truth? Leadership is hard. It is. But it can be done. And if you lose your seat because you showed leadership, you took a stand because you were tired of going along to get along. When the history books are wrote and we look back at this time, at this place in history, who will have shown leadership? Or who would have shown they are nothing but a follower? who want to keep their job. Politicians can do it, but they choose not. The evil of being a politician is lying and not telling the truth and buying into what the mob wants you to buy in because the talking heads on TV, the talking heads on the radio, the, the, the cyclone that they are in has told them otherwise. Just watch. Somebody will say something. Uh, a conservative uh, site will catch it. Fox News will pick it up. Laws will be enacted because someone said something that is not true. Someone had a thought and said that this is happening in America. But when you dig down deep, it is not. Leadership. How hard is it? Ladies and gentlemen, we're at a point in this country where we have to decide. 2022, do we want leadership? I don't care who you vote for. You can vote for a Republican. You can vote for a Democrat. But look at the ballot and ask yourself when you're reading the candidates' names, who will show leadership when I need it the most? Who will tell me the truth when I believe otherwise? Who will show leadership? And if it's the Republican over the Democrat, so be it. If it's the Democrat over the Republican, so be it. This is the time. 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, I firmly believe there has never been an election more important than this one. And I know everyone says every year they say that. Every year this is the most important election of our lifetime. Bullshit. This election is. If you look at the last four years, if you look at January 6th, if you look at who, what's still going on in the Republican Party, if you look at what's going on in the Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen, this election can be the election where we start to right the ship, 
where we start to turn the ship to sanity. Leadership. We need it. You know, we look at those movies, Braveheart, uh, 300. We look at the man in those movies, and at the time, at their weakest moment, they had to show leadership. Think about it. When you look at the wars this country has fought, generals, when they, when they didn't know what they were going to do, how they were going to get out of this mess if they could win this war, when their men were had their heads held, when their when, when they when the men had their heads held down, and they didn't know what to do, they didn't believe in the mission. At that moment, at that time, those generals had to show leadership, even if they didn't believe what they were saying. They had to rally the troops. They had to rally the base. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I am rallying the troops. I am rallying the base. Tonight, let's decide. When you go in and you have your ballot, read the names. Is this the guy who's going to lead us down the path we need to go down? 245 years is on the ballot. On the eighth. This midterm election needs to be something for the ages. Turnout needs to be higher than it's ever been. If you've got friends who are on the fence about voting and they just don't know, you need to pull them and say, no, we cannot sit out this election. This election is the election we need to show up for. So people like Ron Johnson or Matt Lee or Matt Gates or Marjorie Taylor Greene or Laura, Lauren Bobitz, or whatever you say her fucking name is, we can push them away and we can get a Congress that can challenge this president we have right now in office to bring us together, to show us what? Leadership. You see, leadership is one of those things where it's like in that movie, Braveheart. And he says, you know, men will walk over hot coals. Walk through the desert. Walk through negative temperature. I'm adding this stuff. For leadership. People want a leader. You can say, well, Mark, you're, you're funny. No, they don't. Yes, they do. People want a leader. People want someone who is strong. Who walks in a room. And puts his hand on the desk and says, listen up. This is the election. So when you go in the booth and you read the names, 
Is this the guy that's going to show me leadership? Is this the woman that's going to tell me truth to power? She's going to hold the president accountable. And she's going to tell me things that I don't want to hear but are the truth. You know, look at Liz Cheney. She showed leadership, and she lost her seat. And so you also see people who are in public office look at that. Because they say, I like this comfy job. I like this comfy seat. Why do I want to step out of the box and speak out of turn and lose my job? I would say, you know why? Do you really want to know why? You want to tell the truth because you want to say the truth is worth more. My integrity is worth more. My dignity is worth more than this job. I took an oath to the Constitution. I didn't take an oath to a man or a party. And so if I have to tell you the truth, if I have to tell you something that you do not want to hear, but it is the truth, so be it. Because at the end of the day, I might lose my seat. I might lose my chair, my party might turn their backs on me. But when the history books are written at this moment, at this time, they will have said at that moment, that congressman, that senator stood firm. He told the truth. The people didn't like it, but he told the truth. He sat there and told the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, we are dying for leadership. We are craving leadership. Well, Mark, you said Trump gave us leadership. Yes, but he didn't give us the good leadership. Trump gave us some wonky leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, let it be said, let it be known that we crave leadership. So when you get done tonight listening to this podcast, when you get done and you 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 you, you let what I said, go through your mind to your soul and tap in. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think of the people that represent this country. I want, to, I want you to think of January 6th. I want you to say to yourself, did those people leading up to that moment show leadership? Or did they let the mob rule them? Did the people I watched on TV show leadership? Or did they buy in to the circus? We can do so much better than what we are doing. But we have to try. Don't you want more? Don't you crave more? You know, I feel a vibe about this election that I never felt before. And everyone is saying it. I think this midterm election will be different than the, than the others. This midterm election will be something that the history books will write and say, I do not know what happened in 2022, but it's never happened before. People stood up. People came out and vote, voted. And they voted for leadership. They voted for truth. They got tired of the nonsense. 
They wanted to clean up the mess. They wanted to hold Joe Biden response, uh, accountable. They wanted to stop the out, the spending. They wanted to balance the budget. This election will be the election where we do that. This election will be the election where we show what? Leadership. It's a funny word. It's, 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 it's crazy when you think about it. But when I looked at that picture and I saw my senior senator, Ron Johnson, standing there, you know what's funny? He's running for office for another term. Here's a man that said he only wanted to serve two terms, yet he lied and he's running again because he believes he's the only one that can fix what's going on in this country. He believes he, he has this skiff and he needs to use it. But he doesn't tell that he added to the mayhem. He doesn't tell us that he added to the craziness. He's got people to buy in to the lie. He's not talking about January 6th. He's not telling us the election was stolen. He's running a campaign based off lies, you can say. He's not showing leadership. Because if you pressed Ron Johnson on what he said, he would crumble. He would quake. Look at everybody. You know what's funny? If you look at everybody who was so pro January 6th, so pro the election was rigged, who are running right now, they're quiet. Their head's down. Because they can't say what they said before because, guess what? They could lose their seat. So they'd rather lie to us. They'd rather say, I'm not going to say what I've said before, so I'm going to go down this path and be this person. But sure as hell, at the election is over. Ron Johnson and all those candidates who ran on that message of bullshit will pop up again. Because now the people will have either kicked them out or given them another term. Ron Johnson hasn't shown leadership. He doesn't deserve another term. All those people who bought into that bullshit that they fed us because they were fed by one man don't deserve another term. 2022 needs to be the election where we start to right the ship. 2022 needs to be the election where we look up and we say, we're done. We're tired. We don't want to do this anymore. We can do better. We deserve better. We know better. Ladies and gentlemen, we can be better than what we are. We crave leadership. Can you imagine if someone came in the room and sat and looked at us and said, this is the truth. These are the facts. I mean, have you ever been around leadership? Have you ever been around someone who's just, who has it? I can say, I, probably count on a hand how many people I've, I've, I've felt that power from. This is the moment. This is the time. As a nation, we crave it. As a, as a nation, we need it. As a nation, we need to be led by it. Leadership. It's a funny word. But it's a word when you break break it apart. Leader. Ship. 
firm, steady, steady as she goes. We can do it. We can be better than what we were. We can be better than our parents. We can do the unthinkable. This midterm can be the election where the history books are wrote, written. That shock the experts. That shock the pundits. Because this election, we can tell the, the world, we can tell our fellow Americans that we wanted leadership. That we were craving leadership. And at the end, we're going to get leadership. We have to. We have to. Because if we don't, this nation will be headed backwards. We won't recognize it. It'll be on the path to a dictatorship. You know, we'll be on the path to something like, um, like Russia. One-man rule. Elections, but they're false and they're phony. Come on, guys. Stand with me tonight. Tell me you want leadership. Tell me you're tired of what? People like Ron Johnson. And tell me you want more people like Liz Cheney. And if you tell me that, I'll believe you, because that's what I want. You know the one thing person right now, and it's everything is coming out, who's not showing leadership? Herschel Walker. I saw an article the other day. I, did, I read a little bit of it, and it said, it was left-leaning. What's the one thing we always heard from the Republican Party? Family values. Here's a party that my whole life has pushed family values up until now. And we saw slowly saw a party that pushed family values, let family values erode and get away from them. Because at the end of the day, family values didn't matter. It became more about power. It became more about changing this country in a way that most people don't recognize. We look at Herschel Walker, a man who's running on a platform of a full ban abortion, with no exceptions. I don't agree with that, but that's where he stands. But where we get into a place of where he's not showing leadership is, here's a man where he paid for a woman to get in an abortion. Now, when the story broke, I said to myself, why would she save that card? Why would she still have that receipt? And it makes you wonder. And so then I thought about it. Michael Jackson, before he died, he was addicted to propofol. It helped him sleep. And the doctor he used would prescribe it to him, sit there and give him this medicine. It helped him sleep. And when Michael Jackson died and they had the court case, he had this tape of Michael Jackson all drugged out. And the judge said, he said something about how the doctor was going to use this as blackmail against Michael Jackson at his weakest moment. And so I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. Herschel Walker is a celebrity. You know, everybody in Georgia knows him. He's, a, he's, this, he's this math, he's this, you know, icon of the state. 
Here was a woman that saved what? A receipt, a deposit slip, and a card. Get well, Herschel. And I said to myself, she was going to use this as a form of blackmail. But what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say I, I looked at the, the, the layout and I said to myself, what would I, you know, I think people get into these chambers because what I said about Herschel Walker, I would have said about a left representative. But at this moment, Herschel Walker, instead of just saying, I was wrong at that moment, I was young, I was partying, I was living the streets, I had women throwing themselves at me left and right, and here was this woman who told me she got pregnant by me, and I didn't know what to do, I freaked out, and, I, and we talked about it, and I said, can you get an abortion? And I paid for it. Had he just said that, I think people would say, hey, you know, it is true, he, famous guy, you know, women all around him, he paid for an abortion. But for him to die, for him to just, you know, dig down deep and say it's not true. You know, the funny thing, I look at Herschel Walker, his own family told the man not to run. They said, you have too many skeletons in your closet. You know, and he comes out and he says, well, you know, I'm a black conservative. They're coming after me. This is so wrong. You know what's funny? We all have skeletons in our closet. But if you have the skeletons that Herschel Walker has, maybe Donald Trump has, maybe you don't run for public office because those skeletons have a, a way of coming out. So as much as Herschel Walker wants to be the next senator from the state of Georgia, maybe he should have listened to his family. Maybe he would. And the funny thing is, the campaign knew about these charges. They knew something like this could have to come up. And now conservatives who did not give this man a proper primary and challenge him and let him just coast, coast to the nomination, are paying for it. That's the sad part. That's the sad part because he wasn't challenged. You know, if you look at if you look at Hillary Clinton, she wasn't really challenged in the primary. Herschel Walker wasn't challenged. They basically gave it to him. And when you give somebody something like this and they're not challenged and they don't have to fight for it, stuff like what happens comes out skeletons. I know if I ran for office, I've got skeletons. I have to be careful. But I know what I would say to own up to my skeletons if I got caught. Doubling down solves nothing. It only hurts you. And when your own family tells you not to run because your skeletons are deep and wide and you still do it, you see, what we're hearing people say, everybody wants to be Trump because Trump got away with it. I can too. But the thing they're not realizing is, he's Trump and you're you. Trump got away with it because some was something about Trump that we just let him get away with stuff. We're not going to let you get away with it, Herschel Walker. You're going to have to answer for what you did. And for him to double down, to not even claim it, 
to say the woman is lying. You know, she said she came forward because she just felt like it was hypocritical of a man that paid for an abortion to say he is against abortion at all cost with no exceptions. You know, I was watching CNN the other night, and this woman wanted to say, well, it was a personal choice for him. And then the other person on the stage was saying, well, you see, it was a personal choice. That's what abortion is. It's a personal choice. The party of family values, they don't give a shit about family values. We're seeing that now. It's all about winning. Winning at any cost. Abortion, mistress, cheating. They don't care as long as you can vote the way they want you to. They will hold their nose, hold their breath, and look the other way at your issues, at your problem. Are we that country? Are we those people? Or do we show leadership and say no? Herschel Walker has not shown leadership because if he showed leadership, he would say something. He would tell us the truth. He would just not try to just throw it, push it to the side, and help we not look at it. We can't always follow the sleight of hand. He turned a one-day story into a, what, three-day, maybe parcel of four, maybe a week story, because he wasn't truthful. He didn't own his truth. He didn't want to own his truth because he feels like it's beneath him. He feels like his celebrity should just pull him along and we should all just look the other way and agree. He was a guy who talks about how great he is, but his own son says they had to move six times because he was violent. He slept around. He didn't even raise his kids. But here's the man running on the party ticket of family values. He's against abortion at all costs, no exceptions. But yet he paid for one. Republicans hold their nose and look the other way and come up with excuses because guess what? He will vote the way we want and need him to vote. That's all they care about. Fuck family values. That shit doesn't fucking matter. We just want to win at all costs. So when you hear, you know what I was thinking? I was like, so now when I hear Republicans talk about how much abortion is wrong, I'll point to Herschel Walker and say it's wrong, yet you elected a man, well, if we, if they do, you elected a man who paid for an abortion, but you're against abortion. You can't have it both ways. Either it is wrong today, tomorrow, or you accept it. Herschel Walker won't own it. And then it turns out, we comes out, the woman had one of his children. She's a baby mama. I know people say that you hate that word. So it adds to her credibility because I know a lot of people are saying, who is this woman? She's an anonymous source. But she knows Herschel Walker better than we know Herschel Walker. 
She knows Herschel Walker, the man. We know Herschel Walker, the celebrity. Sometimes, you know, sometimes if we looked at officials and we looked at their family, and if their family was telling us one thing and they're saying something else, maybe we should look at the family because the family has nothing to lie. They have nothing to gain from this. They've got everything to lose. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth will set you free. Had Herschel Walker just shown leadership at that moment when he was on Sean Hannity and said, yes, I did. It was a point in my life I, I, I regret. I'm sorry for. I've learned my lessons. I've repented. We'd forgive him. We'd be bought in. Because we've all sinned. We all live in glass houses. But he couldn't show leadership. He was scared. At that moment, he was cornered. The sad part is his campaign knew about this rumor. And they didn't have an answer. They let a man go on national TV to be made a fool of. Because he couldn't tell the truth. He could not accept to tell the truth. And yet you hear commentators say, well, it's his personal choice. What about her personal choice? We don't give a shit about a woman's personal choice. It's only about a man who paid for an abortion. It's his personal choice. His own son says he wasn't a father. We look to Herschel Walker. But maybe he wasn't the right person to hold the Republicans' mantle in Georgia because a seat that should be a layup, a layup, this should be an easy pickup, could possibly fall through their fingers because they chose celebrity over substance. They chose the wrong candidate. There's a possibility. Herschel Walker still could win because we live in a flawed society. We're too dug in. We're too sat on the other team. I don't want to vote for Raphael Warnick. Warnick. He's too radical for me. But I want to vote for Herschel Walker because he's a celebrity. He's the He's got the it factor. But he doesn't have the true factor. This is the moment Herschel Walker should look deep down within himself and show a little bit of leadership. I was wrong. I understand, and I atone for it. Let's move on. Let's focus on inflation. Let's focus on gas prices. Let's focus on an economy that is getting away from us. Had he said those things, had he, had he done those things, maybe we would not be talking about it, but we are because he hasn't shown the leadership. You know another thing about leadership? It's telling the truth when no one's looking. The biggest thing that I found, and it's something that's not reported on, when Amy Coney Barrett was getting ready to be put on the Supreme Court, she hid something 
She didn't tell us that her husband was a prominent lawyer at a law firm. And now that her she's on the court, her husband has opened a branch and well, his law firm has opened a branch in DC. You don't think that's a little bit of uh, the lines a little blurry in there? You know, we 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 don't question the Supreme. It's like we have three branches of government. And we only hold the first two to account. But that third branch, the Supreme Court, the legislature, I mean, the judicial. We're not holding to account for that. That they've got some real ethic ethical issues that they're not addressing, that their spouses are profiting on. Think her, she hid her husband, worked at a law firm. Nothing wrong with that. Successful lawyer, law firm. But why would you hide it? Did you, did you feel that if you told them you wouldn't get put on the court? You were getting on that court no matter what. But you hiding it tells me something. It tells me that when you got on the court, you lied about a lot of things. We need to hold the judicial branch to the same standards we hold the executive and the, and the legislature branch. Because if we don't, the judicial branch will continue to lose credibility and not be looked up to. You know, they value their legitimate, the legitimacy. But we look at it and we wonder, what are they hiding from us? Why did they lie when they, to get on the bench? I wonder, I wonder. Come on, guys. It just shows leadership. Leadership. Had she just told us, yeah, my husband's a lawyer. You know, he works at this law firm. You know, other people on the court, wives and husbands, are very weary. You look at Clarence Thomas and his wife. She helped pay for buses for January 6th. That's not a red flag. A woman's husband who is a Supreme Court justice is paying for buses to go to uh, a, a rally that is dead set on tearing this country up, and that's okay. That's not showing leadership. That's not showing leadership. You know, we look to the judicial branch for answers. They are the arbiter of the last word. Because when the Supreme Court speaks, we listen and we accept it. Sometimes we don't like the results of, the, of what they ruled on. Sometimes we do. But for them to not disclose truths about what their spouses and the ethical answers that that arises makes you wonder why not. Makes you wonder what else are they lying about. If they just told us the truth, what their spouses do. What they're, what they, you know, how, and then they show us you know, how they'll keep their job separate from their spouse. But they don't. 
because it's almost like they live in this separate world. Screw us. Accept what we say. Don't question our legitimacy and move on. What kind of country is that? You're the Supreme Court. You work for us. We don't work for you. And the sad part is you have a chief justice who's even blind to the, to the legitimacy question because he doesn't understand. He's so detached. And I get the court should not be ruling based off the whim of the people. They should rule based off a constitutional, the Constitution. But when you start looking at it and you start questioning, are they ruling on the Constitution or are they using their own personal preferences before that? You know, Alito, I saw something about Alito, he used, he, he favors his religion. Something I read where it was that and I said, man, here's a man who struck down Roe, but he used his religion to guide him on cutting it. That should be eye-opening. Because I don't want to judge who uses their religion. What if you have someone who's not religious? Should they pay because your religion told you abortion was wrong and you agreed and you struck it down? You know, in a, in a way, you're hurting the privacy argument on, on the, on, in this Constitution. It's just simple things, guys. It's just simple things. I just, before, you know, we will move on. Um, the biggest thing, the court started their new term uh, this past Monday. And from what you're getting, people saying you have a right majority on the court who feels emboldened. And they want to take us. It's like they almost want to take this country to a place that she doesn't want to be. It's almost like they want to go backwards, not forward. And I would tell the court, be careful, tread lightly, truly look at the Constitution before you rule. Because if you start gutting decisions, if you start going hard on decisions and pushing them right with a right tint, with a hard push, the legitimacy question will, the legitimacy thing will grow louder and people truly will question the court. And do you want that? You know, the, this new term, the court's going to answer affirmative action, voting, religious, free speech, gay rights. Think about it. Those are very positive, I mean, major topics to, to tackle. Affirmative action, meaning majority, be, well, you love, affirmative action, you know, basically states that, you know, minority people should be treated equal. Voting, the voting decision, religion, free speech, gay rights, these are very big factors. That if you're on the Supreme Court, tread lightly. Because your legitimacy, your legitimacy is on the ballot. 
not on the ballot, but it's it's on the table. And if they do the wrong thing, if they don't do the right, right thing, they'll pay for it. Which is a sad thing. Because what people are seeing now are you're seeing justices come out and they're speaking freely. They're speaking freely. They're, they're, they're not, it's almost like they're not holding back. Because they know they see the writing on the wall. The court gets its legitimacy from the American people. And if the American people look at the court and say they aren't partial, they sh they, they, they're not showing us they are. People will look, won't respect the decisions of the court, and they'll turn their backs on it, which is a sad thing. It is a sad thing. Zelensky, fighting tooth and nail in Ukraine. It's amazing how a small country who everyone wrote off was before the invasion. You know, we all thought that Ukraine would fall that first week. Russia would be superior and then be looking for her next conquest. We never thought that Ukraine would be a country that would fight tooth and nail and fight back. But it goes in to say that if you look at Ukraine and you look at Zelensky and the strong leader he has been, he truly has rallied his people. And no matter how you felt about Zelensky before the, before the war, if you thought he was a phony, if you thought he was a fake, I'm talking about people who lived in that country, you don't doubt him anymore. Here's a man that has a purpose and is going to fight to his last breath to make sure Ukraine gets back all its territory and sits and regains her seat on the world stage. He showed leadership. And the people fed off it. And as they fed off it, they were willing to die for it. But then you look at Russia, where people are not knowing why they're fighting. Or they have no need to want to fight this war because they don't see the issue. And then some who are brave to even think about it are realizing that, what? This is Putin's war. And I don't want to fight in Putin's war. I think that's an argument. If you, It's an argument of piss-poor leadership. Because if Putin truly, truly had the love of his people, he could sell them on this. He could tell them that this war is the righteous cause for the Russian people. But you look at what's going on now and people, they don't see it. They don't have a desire to see it. They don't see the righteous cause. They just see their comrades dying for a war. They don't know why we even started in the first place. You know, I look at Putin and I say to myself, here's a man that could have just lived out his final years in peace and comfort, being the leader of the Russian people, eating good, living good, talking over having world leaders come fly and talk to you, spying on world leaders, 
but he gave that all up because he believed what someone told him. He started to believe his own hype. And when you start to believe your own hype, you don't like, you're not going to like what you get. Putin has not shown leadership. Zelensky has. And as we look at the war, it tells us, it shows us, we're seeing who's shown leadership and who hasn't. That should be eye-opening. Because leadership is everything. It is. It is everything. It's everything. You know who also showed leadership? And did something where he stepped outside the box. Barack Obama showed leadership when he created DACA. He saw an issue. And he decided to do something about it. Now, today the court struck DACA down because they saw it as unconstitutional. But if you look at what DACA does and what it is, it's something that helps us. Kids that were brought to this country by no fault of their own to not be American citizens were allowed to enter this program where they could be safe, work, and live a somewhat normal life in America. Obama showed leadership. It goes back to the immigration thing. Immigration... You know, I, I, I talk about it to a point that it surprises me. We look at what's going on in this country. Kids that were brought here by no fault of their own. And we can't even come together to pass a bill to protect them. Kids that have known nothing but America. But we don't have the strength to do the right thing. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that you've been you've lived in America your whole entire life? You go to do something only to find out that you're not an American citizen. That you're not American after all. And you have to enter this program to protect you from being deported. But we say it's unconstitutional because a president showed leadership to act. Trump told the DACA kids he cared. He felt their story, but he didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, it just takes leadership. Can you imagine had Trump got behind DACA and pushed it? He could have got it done. He could have protected these children. He could have allowed more kids to enter the program. But now the program is in limbo. It's in limbo. And there's a possibility that it gets struck down and the kids that are in the system have to go back in hiding. They've known nothing but America their whole entire life, only to be told you're not an American. You're an illegal alien, and you need to go back to a country that you know nothing about. America is better 
than this. America is better than this. But somehow along the way, we've accepted this. We've accepted our fate. We've accepted that we're less than. DACA is a program to help the children. But if we let it elapse, if we let it go away, if we don't put a bill on the floor to protect these children, what are we saying that we stand for? Give me your tired, give me your hungry. The Statue of Liberty told us. But we want none of it. We just want to let the program lapse. And we wonder why this country used to pass laws, used to do the hard things, can't even get its shit together. Makes you wonder why anybody wants the job. Why do you want to sit in Congress if you don't want to do your job, if you don't want to do something that's hard, if you don't want to do something that's... Come on. DACA is a program. To help kids who are American but were brought here at no fault of their own. So should they pay for it? Should they have to be penalized for it? Why? Because you're scared to tell your voters that this is the right thing to do? When did the mob lead us? When did we sit back and decide we cannot take a stand? Ladies and gentlemen, we are better than this. We have to be better than this. I know we're better than this. It just takes fucking leadership. Stand up to your party. No, because Eric Cantor, he lost his seat, and the Republicans said no. They let it lapse. The court has struck it down. Biden needs to show leadership on this and get it done. Put it on the floor and save these children. Show us, tell us that they matter. Tell us, show us the leadership we crave and need. Because right now, I do not know if we have it. We can be better than what we are. We just have to decide we want to be. We got to show leadership, people. Can you show leadership? Can you be better than Ron Johnson? Can you let the mob stop leading us and lead the mob? Take a stand. Take a stand. This is the time. This is the election. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. It's been a pleasure. Please share.